Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of Joyful and Hope. This week, we continue our series on the fruits of the Spirit. I really hope you're liking our look at the fruits of the Spirit and enjoying some of the stories we've been sharing with you. We have three fruits of the Spirit left to cover. Last week, we talked about the Spirit and power of gentleness. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, please go back and do so. It was filled with great stories and examples of those that are lacking in gentleness and also those that have it spot on. We dove in and discussed how many people have an incorrect view and opinion on gentleness. They see it as weak or not being tough. You know, it's truly opposite of that. Being gentle is hard. Being gentle is tough and difficult to do on a consistent basis. It's really much easier to be rude, condescending, and disrespectful than it is to be gentle and kind. You know, that's why many of us, including myself, struggle in expressing gentleness on a consistent basis. You know, I can do it majority of the time, but there are so many times I just have a hard time finding my gentle spirit, and I really feel guilty and bad afterwards. I know I have a long way to get to the point that Jesus would want me to be at. Remember, we also spend time not just talking and laughing about my personal struggles. We also looked at scripture and different biblical stories that show the gentleness of different individuals in the Bible. And it ultimately showed the gentleness that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, shows us on a daily basis. Remember, being gentle doesn't mean we don't hold others accountable, but it shows we could do so while exhibiting a gentle demeanor and still act how Christ would want us to. With that being said, if you are new to the podcast, please listen to the Fruits of the Spirit series that we have been doing. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe, as you will be the first to listen to the latest episodes when they're released. Also, if you know a friend or a family member that is new on their faith journey or they're just looking for words of encouragement, please let them know about the podcast as you know we do love spreading the good word about Jesus. Now, let's continue our discussion about the fruits of the Spirit with a discussion about goodness. I'm Stephen Nawarniak, and this is my podcast, Joyful in Hope. Okay, can anyone tell me what the fruits of the Spirit are? You can? No, go ahead, go for it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but if you did say love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then you are correct. You know, I'm probably driving everybody a little crazy by now, but that's okay. I really wanted to drive home our topic of the fruits of the Spirit and make sure by the end we all understand the importance of the fruits of the Spirit and how they are essential to a follower of Christ. You know, we cannot be one with the Lord and have a relationship with Christ if we do not work on exhibiting these behaviors. It just cannot happen. You know, last week we talked about gentleness, and this week we're going to focus on goodness. You know, I like starting out looking at the definition of what we are studying. And I know a lot of times that might not be what the Bible says about that topic, but this just gives me a starting point for my thoughts and discussion. So what is goodness? The quality of being morally good or virtuous. Or some people say it's the quality of being kind, helpful, and honest. It could be showing generosity. I also found a couple interesting uh, thoughts about the difference between kindness and kind acts and goodness. 
know, goodness or good acts tend to happen outside of our normal social circle. I thought that was quite interesting. It also said goodness is also a quality or state of being good. You know, I was researching for a while and you could see I started going down the rabbit's hole and just read more and read more and you could look through this for hours. You know, this time around when getting this episode ready, I was struggling a little bit to figure out how I was going to lay the groundwork for the episode and talk about goodness. You know, the other behaviors associated with the fruits of the spirit, I found easy to kind of find personal examples and ways I could touch base on that certain topic. This time I kind of, you know, wanted to look at the quote unquote worldly definitions of goodness and then look at what God says about goodness and how he shows goodness to us every minute of every day. You know, even during our struggles and dark moments, you know, you know what I'm talking about when the storm is on top of us. God is always there and he has a plan and his plan is for good. You know, I know I've seen the goodness of God throughout my whole life and that's why I know personally he exists and he's working for my good. I was thinking back when getting this episode ready and kind of reminiscing about a darker moment I went through in my personal journey. You know, my career had taken a turn for the worse and I actually didn't have a job for several months. Things seemed very dark and I wasn't quite sure where God was going to take myself nor my family. We were living through the unknowns of the COVID pandemic and looking for a job. My wife had her new adventure with homeschooling our children. It would truly prove to be a test of faith during these months. But God always has a plan and it is always for good, no matter how dark it gets. Remember, the sun will rise again. Looking back at those days, I also didn't realize in the moment, but he gave me extra time with my children and my wife that I didn't count on or expect to get. I was able to get up with them in the mornings and make breakfast and see them during normal hours. I would normally be at work or at the office. I know my wife was appreciative that I was there for the start of her homeschooling journey. You know, looking back, I realized the goodness of God and how even during what was truly a trying time and I wouldn't call it a fun moment in my life. There's still plenty of amazing things God was gifting me during that time. You know, this period of time lasted almost four months, but I would never go back and change it at this point. You know, during the actual time I was living through, I kept saying, I, I just need to get another t- uh, 10 job applications out there. I got to find work. I got to go. I got to go. But God was showing me that it was okay to slow down, take some time, enjoy my family, you know, keep faith going, and he would make sure everything would work out in the end. I need to take care of everything. We sold our house. We were able to move back home to family and get back to where my wife and I both grew up. It also so happened that my old manager from a previous job was leaving a company in the area and was able to put in a good word for me and help me get my new job and make sure everything was lined up when we got to our new destination. Looking back, I think to myself, this is truly an example of the goodness of God at work. What seemed dark and scary at the time ended up being a joyous moment in the end. But like I was saying, you got to have faith. you got to stay in the Word. Whatever it is, reading the Bible, reading your devotionals, look at what the Book of God says about these things. It's all right there if you're willing to look. He wants to do big and amazing things for everyone. You just have to believe in Him. He already believes in you. I think another way God shows His goodness is through healing and restoration. You know, I think back when my father suffered a severe stroke, literally out of nowhere, there was no warning signs. The family was shocked, and of course we were knocked to the ground. Here is a man that was the rock of our family, never ever really sick, 
always working, taking care of us and getting things done. You know, he worked for 40 plus years nonstop. And then all of a sudden he's working in the yard and gets hit by this massive stroke that most people don't even survive. But I think back that even in that very moment, God was taking care of him in this dark time. You know, thank God our neighbor was home and my dad was able to get to the door and the neighbor called an ambulance so they could rush him to the hospital. When we all arrived, the prognosis was not good and the doctors weren't even sure if he was going to survive. And they said if he did survive, they didn't know in what capacity or condition it would be in. Well, my family's prayer game kicked in strong and you can't mess with us when we're praying. We were praying very hard and you know, it was a slow recovery that took months and years, and he spent a long duration at a rehabilitation center. My dad had to basically learn how to walk and talk and gain all his motor skills back. But with the strength of the family and the power of Jesus, and some arguments with us many times because <laughs> my dad is stubborn. It's probably part of the reason he made it through. Um, and it, I'm sure it helped him along his road on recovery. And he did make that full recovery. And I got to tell you, if you met him today, you would never know that he had that massive stroke. You know, the goodness of God gave him another chance at life. The goodness of God gave us many more years with our dad that for a fleeting moment, we weren't sure would be the case. But that is how God is. Our God wants us to have the best things in our life. Our God wants us to have happiness and abundance. Now, what I'm saying with this story is it doesn't mean or it doesn't guarantee that the path is going to be smooth. There's going to be no potholes. It's going to be easy street. But quite different than that. What it really says is that you're going to go through tough times, but Jesus and God will be there to help you through those times and guide you through the darkest days, no matter what season you're in. Remember, Isaiah 30, 18 says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he'll rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. My last example of how I've seen the goodness of God is not a story about myself. It's a story about my wife. You know, in college, she studied music and was an amazing performer. She has a natural talent that many of us are not gifted with, including myself. Every time I try to sing, she gives me a side eye and tells me not to quit my day job. You know, I never thought I would like opera music until I met her. Actually, I'm not sure if I really do like opera music, but I was just blown away you know, by her ability to sing opera. She's always had a passion for music and the stage. And what I find interesting about this story I'm going to tell you is that even though her journey had changed and evolved over the years, God always made sure that there were moments that she was able to still express her passion and gift for music. You know, After she finished college, she worked at a local children's course for several years and was able to guide them and teach them about performing and music. She had a strong partnership with the individual that actually founded that course and was able to share input and feedback and work side by side with her as they helped the children along on that journey. You know, many changes happened at the organization and also in the end, we ended up moving out of state and my wife always talked about doing something with music again. Now remember, God will always test our patience and being in our microwave society, it can be difficult to endure those moments sometimes. But fast forward over six years down the road, and at that time, we ended up living in Massachusetts, and we were around a new group of friends and a, a new church family, and I'm not even sure every intimate detail, but it was brought to several key members at the church that my wife had a strong background in music and performance, and she was basically voluntold that she would be assisting with the children's chorus at church. 
you know, what an opportunity. As of right now, maybe my wife's path is a little different than what she anticipated it would be coming out of college. But the goodness of God has made sure that she has been able to share and express her passion for music and performance with the next generation coming up. And what better way to do so than with those being brought up in the Word of God? You know, to me, and I think to her as well, that is a win-win. My wife was able to provide her influence and guidance to those that need it the most. And she's able to live out her passion in a way that God has used to influence those that are going to be kingdom children. That is the goodness of God. You know, those are just some examples, and I'm sure you have some as well. You know, don't think for a second that you cannot see the goodness of God even in dark seasons. You know, I know for a fact that you can. Remember, the goodness of God is broad, and it really encompasses so much. The goodness of God is found in His caring, His healing, His compassion, His understanding, His providing, His guidance, and ultimately His never-ending love for us, no matter the season and no matter what we're going through. You know, God's goodness is around us every day. Look at the amazing, beautiful earth that we live on, filled with these amazing animals and creatures. Or how about the amazing, never-ending universe? You know, I think sometimes, and I know it's not just myself, that I take it for granted just how amazing God is. We need to be thankful and give thanks to God on a daily basis. And with that being said, I want to take a little time and go over key scriptures um, in the Bible about the goodness of God and also look at a couple biblical stories that kind of tie everything together. With that being said, let's jump into the Word of God and talk some more about the goodness of God. You know, goodness is mentioned in the Bible dozens of times and for a good reason. Let's take a look at some of the amazing verses about goodness. Psalm 27, 13. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and work for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Going back to Genesis, Genesis 50, 20. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. John three sixteen through 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me 
and come and pray to me and I will hear you. I'm going back to creation. Genesis 1.30. And God saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. And lastly, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Remember, you cannot earn the goodness of God or buy the goodness of God. It is through your faith, trust, and belief that God provides it to you free at no charge. That's how awesome our God is. You know, we need to exhibit the same goodness to others and show God's goodness through our behaviors. You know, we're just going to go over a couple Bible stories that further explain goodness. And we know God shows his goodness to us in many different ways, but ultimately we need to reciprocate that behavior to others. Just being selfish and worrying about receiving the goodness of God, that's not what it's all about. It's also about us showing that behavior to those around us. Probably one of the most known stories in the Bible is that of the Good Samaritan, found in Luke 10, 25 through 37. If you remember the story, Jesus is telling a parable of the Good Samaritan. He's sharing this in order to remind us that we need to treat others like we want them to treat us, even our enemies, not just our neighbors. You know, in the story, a man was attacked and left to die on the side of the road. A Jewish man and a priest walk by the individual, but do not offer him any help. It was only when the Samaritans stopped that they decided to help this individual. Remember, Jews and Samaritans actually didn't get along and were technically enemies. The Samaritan transports the man to an inn and also leaves money to pay for his care. This is truly showing how we can be good to others. The Samaritan could have left this man on the ground to die. He didn't know who he was. He was they're actually enemies. But the Samaritan showed love, compassion, and goodness by offering help and even pain for his care. Talk about loving your neighbors and talk about loving your enemies. Such a great example of how we can do better ourselves. And how about Christ on the cross? If that's not showing God's goodness and setting a large enough example of how we can and should do more, then nothing will. You know, God gave us his only son to take on the burdens, darkness, and sin of the world. He let Jesus live amongst us and be charged with crimes against him that he was innocent of. Remember, ultimately, he would die a criminal's death on that cross. We know now this was all intentional to fulfill the plans of his father. We know that Jesus would be the only one that could take on such a responsibility and be tasked with something so great that would change the world forever. You know, this is why every time we look at the cross, we should be reminded of how amazing and never-ending the goodness of God truly is. You know, at this point, I hope you're understanding the whole thought process of goodness. You know, there is God's goodness that we see every day in nature, in the world, through others around us, and the countless blessings he provides us. There's also the goodness through answered prayer. And there's goodness just waking up every day and feeling that breath in our lungs. That is the goodness that only God can provide. And my challenge now for you and myself is to go into the world and exhibit the goodness of God. You know, just like the Good Samaritan did. How can we do better? Can we love our enemies? Can we show more kindness? Can we be more forgiving? Can we give more of our time to others instead of keeping it all for ourselves? Whatever you think you can and should do to spread goodness around, please do so. I guarantee you'll feel better and we can show this world God is well and alive. 
know, please take some time and study the word yourself and do some research, explore more. We've been gifted with so many ways to access and study the word that no one should have an excuse anymore on why they are growing, learning, and getting closer to Christ. You know, with that being said, I truly hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, please leave us a five-star rating, follow, like, or subscribe so you can get the latest episodes when they're available. If you know someone that needs words of encouragement or are new on their walk with Christ, invite them to listen as well. If you have any suggestions or would like us to discuss another topic down the road, just let us know. Don't forget to join us next week as we continue our walk through the fruits of the Spirit. I pray you have a blessed, abundant, and God-filled week. Until next time, I'm Stephen Nawarniak, and this is my podcast, Joyful in Hope. Thank you for listening, and God bless. 